Do you feel stuck? Has your podcast stopped gaining new listeners? Do you wish your community was more engaging? I know that a lack of engagement can make you feel like nobody cares about your podcast or nobody wants to hear what you have to say, but in most cases, that's simply not true. It's more likely that your loyal listeners just haven't found you yet. Your artwork, your titles, your descriptions haven't done enough to catch their eye. Now, I'm not here to sell you on an easy button. There will be some work involved, but the first step is to get another experienced set of eyes on your project. It can be difficult to objectively examine and evaluate your own work. So head over to thepodcastersguild.com and book a podcast audit. From there, we can work together to make sure your loyal listeners are able to find your show and understand why this is the show they've been looking for. Join me at thepodcastersguild.com and we'll get started today. In today's episode, I'm wrapping up our series on podcast monetization. And as you can see from the title, we are talking about podcast networks. And while I don't have personal experience with podcast networks, I thought it would be a great time to bring in someone who has that experience. And for those of you who have listened to every episode of Podcast Better, this is going to be a familiar voice to you. With that being said, it's also going to be a little bit longer episode than typical, but that's because we have a lot to cover when it comes to podcast networks. So let's get into it. Podcast Better is for you, the podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster who has a business, a cause, or a hobby that you're passionate about. Each week, we'll take a closer look at the mental, physical, and technical skills necessary to produce a quality show that your fans will want to listen to. Thanks for sharing part of your day with me so that we can podcast better together. Welcome back to the show, Brent. It's it's a good to have you here for a third stint on Podcast Better. How are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm I'm doing great. This is this is fun. This has to be a record or something, right? For this show, it certainly is. I think you were already holding the record at two appearances. So to make a third, I mean... The best record breakers break their own records. So here we go. Let's keep it going. Fair enough. I'm fair excited. Enough. I'm excited for the topic today. I really am. So, so for those of you who haven't listened to all the other episodes, Brent is a good friend of mine. We've run a couple other podcasts together. He was on episode eight talking about how to make it to episode 100 and beyond. And, and then again on episode 12, talking about how to be a good guest as he obviously is because I keep inviting him back here. So today, though, we are talking about podcast networks. And I I could just talk about this myself, talk about all the theory behind it and stuff. But I thought, you know, why not bring on someone who is actually part of a podcast network and not one that like he's created himself or something like that, but he actually joined someone else's network. And I think that's where most people will end up uh, as opposed to starting their own if they decide to join a network. So the first question, Brent, can you give me as brief an answer as possible as to what a podcast network is? From a monetiz, I mean, okay, a podcast network is a group of networks that... Um, a group of podcasts. Say, uh, yeah, a group of podcasts that say they're connected. Sure. That's Ultimately, that's all it is. Now, for what reason they're connected, that can change and vary. But for what you're going after and what most of your listeners are going to be looking for, and honestly, what most networks are for, 
is really for advertising purposes and you know effectively well, I, don't, I don't know if this is jumping the gun and i'm sorry if this isn't as brief as you were just asking for but effectively what you're doing is you're pulling your combined download numbers as one unit and you're selling those uh to advertisers and we can dive into that in a little more in a minute but yes basically i think you're you, that's that's a good way of putting it is just podcasts coming together for a common goal sure is probably probably a very concise way i guess of saying it so you specifically how did you come to join a podcast network so uh the the podcast that i have that is part of a podcast network is called the pewter cast it's an nfl show covering the tampa bay buccaneers and it was probably about year three somewhere around there season three where the show had sort of picked up enough steam that my co-host and i looked at each other and were like shouldn't we be making some money off of this like because we we were pouring a lot of time and resources and and energy into what we were doing as as far as the product and we were growing in popularity and, and things were exploding and the the magic number that i've always seen is twenty thousand downloads a month once you hit that mark you can begin marketing yourselves to advertisers now that's general advertisers you can have you can sell ads at any download number that you really want but twenty thousand a month is generally the the key number and we were hitting around that number with, with our show uh in about like i said the third year what started happening was as we said that and i started researching that we started receiving a bunch of emails from all these other networks saying hey we have a network and we would love for you to come and be our tampa bay buccaneers podcast on our network and and cover the you know and, and be a part of this so uh we we got lots of, like I said, we got lots of those emails and we sort of bounced around with it and we delayed doing it for about a year until, uh, we had actually, we toyed with the idea of what it would look like just to do it ourselves and be solo in it. And it was through that process that I came across, uh, the network that we are now a part of. And they're like, Hey, listen, you could do this by yourself and here's what it would look like. And we have a network for sports media out there. Here's what it looks like for that. And yeah, it was a no brainer looking at the two, honestly, sure, like sure. what we could sell ourselves and do out there ourselves was not anywhere in comparison to what we could get really with the network, realistically speaking. Okay. So, so I want to take this step back and did these networks that you said you were getting these emails from, did you reach out to them or was this all just them reaching out to you? Yeah, no, they just started reaching out to me. Now, what triggered them to call us? I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know what exists out there in the ether that starts saying, Hey, this is a show you should go after. I know that that exists out there. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that people can like, people can pay money to some organization, look and see what podcasts are percolating at certain levels. Um, I don't know if that's what they did or not, but you know, yeah, they, they started kind of email. I, I still get emails from time to time right now. Sure. Um, at, at least a couple, two, three a month, like, Hey, we'd love to have you join your network. And I'm like, Hey, we're already part of one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm assuming you researched most of these networks to some extent when you started getting these emails. Sure. Were they all like sports focused or were some of them more generalized or how, how did they kind of pan out there? The ones we got were all sports focused. Um, now they weren't necessarily football focused. They, okay. they could have been like across all major league sports or all professional sports or something like that. But ours were all sports focused. The one we're in right now is specifically an NFL network. 
Um, and that's, that's all that they have is NFL. Some of them were not necessarily sports networks as much as it was former professional athletes who have a podcast and, you know, their podcast could be like, I know a lot of, a lot of professional sports podcasters have podcasts about cannabis. Sure. Go figure. That's just what they do. Right. Um, and like the, it would be those kinds of things, like whatever their personal podcast is, but they touted as, Hey, you have access to all these professional former athletes that you can have on your show as p- being part of a network and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, it didn't fit the bill for what we do, but I can see how that'd be appealing to other people who, who are in the sports podcasting realm. Fair enough. When you finally decided to uh, sign up with the network you're currently with, I, I'm assuming you've only been with one network, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Did you have to sign some sort of contract? Are you in it for a certain amount of time or how does that work? Yeah, it, it's it's a contract um, and it's a one year contract for us. Okay. And then we'll, we'll renew it on a yearly basis uh, moving forward. So if we decide to move to a different network or what that looks like, we can do that. The other thing about that, and this was the thing I think that that really made me hesitate to do it and mm-hmm. ultimately wound up pulling the trigger and it's been fine. Um, is I had to move my host and I had to move my, my RSS feed to their, um, to their platform. Now the platform that I have since learned most networks use for advertising is a platform called megaphone. Yep. Uh, which allows you to, it works just like all the other ones, buzzsprout, libsyn, uh, anchor, uh, Podbean. Podbean. Yeah. I was was trying to get to, I was was trying to say pod buzz and I knew that wasn't (laughs) right, but it it works all like you you upload it, but then you actually go in before you publish it and you, you set in, uh, ad markers. You say, drop an ad here, drop an ad here, drop an ad here. And then it, they do something on their end that I don't know. I don't know what happens on that side, but it auto populates, uh, the, the ads that get sold. Yeah. I'm sure it's something, the dynamic ad insertion type of stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I don't, I don't, for a second believe that megaphone's the only one out there who does it no but i think they're the biggest and i'm pretty sure they just got bought by spotify they did in fact just get yeah. bought by spotify yeah so that anyway but that that was my that was honestly my biggest hang up was uh because we were with libsyn and i like libsyn but i had control over those stats nobody else could see them but me mm-hmm. um i had full R like it was all well, yeah, that, you know, I mean, that's one of the biggest account. things, though, is like when yeah. you join the network, the network needs to be able to know what your stats are. Exactly. It's not that I mind sharing my stats and taking screenshots and, and proving to people. It's just you feel like you're losing an element of control. Certainly. And you're not. You're really not. Okay. It, you're just moving the host. Now, what's going to happen when we wind up leaving? What's going to happen to all those episodes we've uploaded over the last year and change since we've left? I don't know. We're not planning on leaving anytime soon. Let me be clear on that. But if, if, and when that happens, I I honestly don't know. Like I know that my entire backlog of episodes is still available. Mm -hmm. So I imagine it'll be up there somewhere. Um, Fortunately for us as a sports podcast, nobody listens to last year's show. Nobody goes back and downloads the old stuff. So you're not really producing evergreen content so you're not exactly too worried about the back exactly so if that stuff winds up falling away and people can't find it it's not that big of a deal for us i can see how it'd be for other people but not for us and i don't know what happens it could be just fine like i said you can go right in my podcast feed right now go all the way back to episode zero yep and, and catch the last five years of the show so i think you've touched on this a little bit already but mm-hmm. Is there any particular reason you can nail down as to why you decided to join a network overall? Uh, money. <laughs> I, I mean, that, 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 that was it. 
Um, there are different reasons to join different networks. You know, I, I think some of the reasons people can join a network are, um, if, especially if you want to create a network, you get a couple of like-minded podcasts and you start to cross promote mm-hmm. and cross pollinate. Um, there is something about being in it with other people that you're not just alone, but for most people, if you get into a network, you're doing it for ad purposes and the people you're in a network in probably aren't your friends, you know, like they're going to be strangers. Now you may make friends with them, but it's a business relationship at that point. And nobody goes into business except to make money. Like you wouldn't do your business as a business unless you made money. Just, sure. That's why we get into it. And, you know, and we've been able to re- to recoup some, some expenditures, expenditures and put a little bit of change in our pocket, which has been nice. That is definitely nice. That's kind of, you know, the dream down the road. I, I always talk about like, that's not the reason you should start podcasting, but once you get the hang of things, it's certainly something you can do. So I would agree. with all that being said, you've been part of a network now for how long? I'm sorry, Matt, I'm sorry. Can I, can I, cause I, I want to jump off of something you said there. Sure. You shouldn't start a podcast except to make money. There's a few caveats, I think to that rule, but I 100% believe that. I think it's important for your listeners to know and to understand when you monetize a podcast, especially if there's more than one person involved, if there's a co-host, it will change the nature of your show and it will change the nature of your, of the dynamic of your relationship. And it will impact various, various aspects of what you do. You just have to be okay with that. If that makes sense. Like it. And and I mean, I don't know how like the, all of a sudden the obligation to put out a show is significantly increased because there's, there's ad revenue that's, that's now involved. There's, there's just all those little things that, that, that come along with it. And like I say, if you're okay with that stuff, then that's going to go along with it. Uh, you know, so I would also as then say making money doesn't need to be the reason you continue to podcast. Like it needs to be an outflow from what you do, not your reason why. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Uh, because that, that can, that's what I mean when I say it, it shouldn't be the reason you start. Things will change when you start to monetize and you have to work to not let it change your why. Got it. Thank you for those warnings. That's that, that that's, <laughs> I mean, that's why, why you're here. That's why yeah. we, we want someone who has that experience. So like I was asking, how long have you been a part of this network now? Just under a year. Uh, okay. we, we signed right at the end of uh, last season. And so we have been going through this off season, which has been awesome with COVID hitting uh, this year. I'm sorry, this probably makes your show a little less evergreen now, but it as we signed the contract, that was a month before COVID really hit, uh, historically speaking. And it made a very interesting first several months for us at the podcast network. But yeah. the, uh, you know, the season has progressed and gone on and, and actually hasn't been too bad. So, all right. So you've been there for almost a year. Uh-huh. what I'm looking at lessons you've learned now in, in your time there, what would you say are, are, are some of the cons, some of the, the things that uh, either have made you second guess signing the contract in the first place, or just things that have changed that, I mean, they're not the greatest and they, they wouldn't have happened if you hadn't joined the network. I, I just mentioned how the nature of what you're doing changes. Mm-hmm. There become there gets to be that obligation, and sometimes that can be a drag. You know, there's also the um, it makes it much harder to make future decisions. 
you know, like, should you stay? Should you go? Should you move on creatively? What should you do different? Should you do anything different? Like I've been doing it this way and it's been working, but like, like I know for me, so I, I tend to be a creative person. If I get stuck in doing the same thing all the time, I get very bored and I don't like it anymore, you know, and every year it seems like we have altered our show just a little bit and kept it fresh and kept it moving forward. But now we're kind of like, how much change should we introduce into the show? Like how much experimentation can we really do? Because if it backfires, that could, you know, now money's involved and and that could be an issue. So there is that as a consideration. Like okay. I said, the other consideration, Matt, and I would I would refer people back to the contract to the the episode that you had on podcast better, which was fantastic about dealing with legal issues when you had the the lawyer come on. Yep. Um, having a contract, having everything spelled out between you and and your co-host and anyone else who's involved, having all of that decided way ahead of time is. Uh, I would second that. And I wish that I would have done that. So I wish I would have started that way because it's much easier to start with it than it is to like be in it in the middle and have to look at them and go, Hey, so should we formalize this and have a, an actual legal thing between the two of us? Cause now there's a legal contract uh, that, that goes in, but I would highly recommend that. And I would, as a lesson learned, I would say do that first, but that could be a con because like I said, it, it can impact that relationship because if somebody starts flaking out or somebody starts screwing around or depending on the type of, you know, it, it, okay. Like I said, we're a sports podcast. People like to drink while they're watching shows. If your co-host comes into the show drunk or high or whatever they are because of however they do that impacts your show. And all of a sudden that impacts the quality of your show that impacts everything else, you know? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, it, there's, there's a higher level of accountability, but the number one thing, Matt, and I'm sorry to bury the lead, but the number one thing is a drawback and a negative that I can see is the extra time it now takes between pressing the stop on the record button and pressing publish to get it out there. Because you you go through all of the processes that you do to create the show, to edit it, um, truncate the silence, do all the stuff that you talk about here on Podcast Better, mm -hmm. to go through and upload the show. And then you have to let that audio process a little bit. And then once that happens to then go in and set the ad markers and make sure that you're doing that in just the right spot and then letting that process through. And then finally you can hit publish. So it's, it adds this whole extra step, which takes time. It's just more time. And the whole point of your podcast better show here. And I'm so in agreement with this edit less podcast more, right? Like, yep. like, like, and it's going to add to that side and it can be a drag, especially if you're, if you've gotten to a spot where you're used to, Hey, the show's over, let me grab it and throw it up on the RSS feed. Yeah. Well, you're not just throwing it up anymore. You're having to babysit it and cook it through. And if, especially the other thing with the ad placements, you have to decide this in the, in the content creation side of my show, in the recording side of my show, am I going to add in natural places, ins and outs for ad places, uh -huh. or am I just going to have a conversation kind of like you and I are having right now, just a solid conversation. There's no, Hey, on the other side of this break, we're going to, you don't have that. At what point are you going to interrupt the conversation and drop an ad? Yeah. Because you're going to have to do it. If you don't add those in, it, 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 it really depends. A lot of shows have segments. And so uh -huh. obviously you can just plant them between the segments, but yes, on a, on a show like this, that doesn't really work on some of your shows. I know 
you you don't necessarily have natural breaks. I think like on your main show, maybe mm-hmm. you have segments, so it's probably a little bit easier there. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, like if you're doing a call in show, there's no natural break there. I mean, I guess you can insert it after one of the calls I, or something. But I mean, the the only way that I've seen it done, and I don't like this for the live aspect of the show, is. All right, guys, well, we're going to take a break, and uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to take a few more phone calls. Okay, guys, welcome back to the, like, that's literally what you do in the <laughs> middle, and we're, we're doing, our show is live. Like, yep. we have live people listening to us to go, that's just weird, <laughs> you know? And and frankly, I haven't thought about it. Yeah, this is my first season. I get maybe two or three seasons into this, and maybe I just stop caring, and I do it anyway. But that then also forces me to go find that particular spot later mm-hmm. on in in ad locating and in you know you make a good note maybe you'll find it maybe not but you know yeah that that's a thing you have to start doing is figuring out where those ad markers are and uh for me you're right in the show that has natural segments it's really easy to put in to to drop the ad markers in the shows that don't you just have to find consistent places to put them sure so is there a minimum number of ads that you need, are required to put in your show one that's it uh, per per the contract yeah now that's my contract sure other people may have different contracts but my contract is one because it, it's a the more you put in the more money you'll make and so it just depends on how much money you want to make right but it's also how much do um, you want to disrupt your show exactly exactly so and and i gotta be honest putting for for most natural advertisers um, especially ones that you get through a national company, you're not making, you're not going to make anything off one ad an episode. Like you need multiple episodes. So our, our ad runs will go usually four to six per episode. And our episodes are usually about an hour and 15 minutes long, like on average, sometimes a little shorter, sometimes a little longer. Uh, but they're, they're, uh, you know, four to six. And usually the way I break that up is I just, I put two at the beginning. Um, I find one spot in the middle and I'll, I'll drop in one or two and then I'll find a spot like two thirds of the way through and I'll drop in another one there. Okay. It's typically about how we'll do it. And then sometimes we have to do a live ad read. And if I do that, then I'll take out one of the other ones, one of the extra ones. Sure. So, so do you get to choose which advertisers are on your show or you some just platform- tell them- some platforms do, but the way it works for us is basically uh, you, you set in your ad markers and then you can go listen to your show and see who got dropped in your ad, so- ad spots, which by the way, not every, not all ad markers get filled. You could put in 10 ad markers. It's not going to necessarily fill all 10 of them. Okay. You know, it uh, just depends on what they have sold on their side of it. Uh, the, you know, the beautiful side of it, I'm sure you're getting to what are the, the pros. The pros are, I don't have to yep. do any selling. Yep right yep. that's the biggest pro we'll, i don't have to do any selling we'll, we'll get there in just a minute yeah, yeah. One, one, but, one more question yeah. along that okay. uh, along those lines though ha, have you gone back and listened to your show with the ads then sure because i want to know what i like i'm curious what got placed yeah so, I'm so curious do, do you feel which ads, ads got filled? do you feel that the ads fit your show i feel that the ads fit the demographic of my show okay let's put it that way um some of them are annoying i gotta be honest i hate ads ads are annoying to me and I fast forward through most of them. I don't know how that gets calculated on the back <laughs> side. I really don't. But if people are like me, they're just they're generally uh, filtering through. And you know, you like anything else on TV? Oh my gosh, I've heard this ad fifteen times. Like it happens out there, right? Yes. So the in fact, we had we've had one ad that we we've, we've had to read that the company that advertises with us they send out one script to everybody they sell to. 
Of course. And they sell to everybody or they buy, they buy from everybody. And so their ad is, if you listen to sports, you're listening to their ad basically on any podcast that's out there that has ads. I pro I promise you, you've heard it. And it's the same script time and time and time again. We've gotten to a spot where we've actually started making fun of that on our show, making fun of the advertiser on our oh, show. Absolutely. And, and they haven't dropped us yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause we if, there's, if they're having their ad read on that many shows, they are not able to one, listen to them all. And two, honestly, you're probably giving them a little more, uh, that, yeah. Ad time. That, than, that's our, and, that's and our mission. And like, yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's, you know, and we, like I said, we, we always put the onus back on us. Like we're the bad friend here, <laughs> you know, but it, it's, uh, yeah, that, that can be a, that can be a deal, but I, to, to go back to answer your original question. Yes, I do go back and listen to the ads. I see what got dropped in. I do have the option. If, if there's, if there's a particular ad that, that runs, I can call the manager and say, never put that ad on my show again. Okay. And, and so we can delete that out. But other than that, it's just sort of a free run. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I suppose that makes it easier for everybody on their end too. So, yeah. Yeah. And I do. And I enjoy that level of say in the ads because I, I don't typically care what's going to go out there sure but if there's one that i'm like no i am morally opposed to that particular ad or i just don't like that company i, I still have that that autonomous control fair enough so like you were saying though the one thing we haven't really touched on what are the pros of joining a network what what do you absolutely love about mm -hmm. being part of a network now i aside from the paycheck uh -huh. that comes uh, I think that's the foregone conclusion. I think I just said it, the autonomy, almost every podcast network out there will offer you. And I don't want to say almost the ones that I have interacted with will offer the, the content creator, me or my co-host, we retain full creative control over our show. Yeah. I would warn people out there if, if they, if that is not super clear in the, the sales pitch that the network is trying to, to, to bring you in with, make sure you clarify that. And if they balk on that at all, because they should be saying you retain control, you choose what the show's about. You choose how long it is. You choose who your guests are. You, you do you, if it's anything other than that, go away from them because other companies will do that for you. It's kind of like, so I live in Florida. When my family was moving to Florida, my wife said, I want a house that has a pool. We started looking at other houses and we were kind of, well, that house doesn't have a pool. Would we be okay? Or that's in a community that has a pool. And she said, no. There are so many houses in Florida that have pools. It is stupid for us to not buy a house that has a pool. I would apply that same thing here. There are so many podcast networks out there that will let you retain autonomous control of your show. It is stupid to not go with one that allows you to retain autonomous control of your show. They're just there. You don't have to look hard for them. I like uh, it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but retaining autonomous control, that that is that is huge for me, uh, particularly as a content creator. Um and then, like I said a few minutes ago, I don't have to sell the ads. I'm a horrible salesman. You should never, never hire me to sell anything, right? Like, like you, know, you hear some people can sell ice to an Eskimo. I couldn't sell ice to a person in, 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 I don't know, the Ecuador desert. or around the equator. Yeah. I, I just, I couldn't, do, I couldn't sell a bottle of water. Somebody just came through a hurricane. I couldn't do it. Like, I just, that's not me. All right. Uh, <laughs> so to, to have somebody else take care of all of that uh, is really nice. I guess if I could go back to the to the negative side of that, though, mm -hmm. as you can imagine, they're going to take a cut of that. Yeah. And and for most podcast network out there that I see, it's about a 50 percent cut. 
they get 50 percent, you get 50 percent and that's how the that's how the the, the revenue splits um you know it could slide one way five ten percent here or there but it's about that so that's actually something we, we haven't talked about really that i know you and i have discussed but how do they calculate how much you get paid yeah so typically and again there's other people who do it different ways obviously but, every, every network could do it their own way but i think right. from what i've heard yours is smaller podcasts will do this normal. differently yeah so they they sell clicks or or downloads per thousand okay so so let's say though like the going rate for for a, a pretty good podcast is 50 bucks per thousand downloads right uh so yeah and and that's really what it is so they'll go out and and that's kind of really how they pull the money is uh they'll go out and they'll sell and as part of a network they're selling your numbers along with everybody else's numbers yes okay and and so they're going out there getting getting that money in. and then what they do on the back side is they go okay the pewter cast you guys accounted for five percent of the download numbers or ten percent of the download numbers uh this week or this across, across the whole network across the whole network you're they when we take all the 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 numbers yours was this much so you get that much percentage of the of the of the revenue yeah pile right which that's a that's the fairest way when you're doing that is you got 10% of the downloads. So you get 10% of the money. This got 5%. They get 5%. They got 20%. They get 20% of the money. Um, so that's, that's really how that works. But on a, if, if I was to sell the show myself, you sell it per thousand. So it's 50 bucks per thousand episodes, usually after 30 days. Yeah. Like, you know, once, once you hit 30 days, that number cuts off. And yeah, I, 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 a few years ago, I heard it used to be like six weeks but I think you're right. That has kind of come down to 30 days as more and more advertisers yeah. have gotten involved with it. Right. Uh, so you you have that. And that's typically, like I said, how those numbers sell. But there, there are some podcasts out there that are in a much smaller niche that will sell ads to 100 downloads mm-hmm. or 250 downloads. But good luck finding the people who will pay you to do that. They'll, they're out there. If you want to go oh, do yeah. the legwork and pound on the door, yeah. they're out there. They're out I there. Do it's the just going to be a much harder sell, much harder to find those advertisers. Sure, sure, sure. So that's out there. But yeah, it's it's per thousand um, for what you're doing. And like I said, 50 is like kind of the top end dollar. It's, yep. it, sometimes it depends on where the ad is placed. If it's a, a you know pre-roll or a post-roll, mid-roll, it's 30 seconds, 60 seconds, different things like that. I've, I've seen it as low as $12 per thousand and as high as like 63, I think. And that's like you're talking like Joe Rogan kind of sure. a thing. And uh, my God, $63 per thousand for Joe Rogan. And he gets millions. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a marketing bill. That is your marketing budget for the millennium. I guess one final question about the money. How often do you actually get paid then? Cause like you, you were talking kind of by week and by month and like, where does that that calculation yeah. actually come down to? Then? Yeah, so it's it's weird. You got we get paid once a month, okay, but it's not for the month previous. It's for two months previous. Sure, because like we said, those numbers count for the next thirty days. The network needs to be able to calculate that number, send out the bill, get the money back in, and then be able to to split it out. Like it just takes time on their side. Yes. So we generally get paid around the middle of the month, and so like this is uh you know let's say let's say it's the month of November. We would have just gotten paid for September. Yep. And going into December, we will have just gotten paid for October for those yeah. numbers. So it's kind of shit. Like it's not way. really a big deal once the checks start coming in. It's just mm-hmm. from from the time you get started to the time of your first check, there's going to be a right. gap. 
Right. But, now it, it does change for me though, as a sports podcast where I have an in season and an out, a very definitive in and out of season and the numbers change yeah. very drastically. For so us. you'll so, see the amount change, but exactly. So like, like in September when we, well, let me even back up to like August. So for us, things really get cooking in August. Yes. Right. But in August, we're just getting paid for June. So when we roll into September, we just had this great month in August. We're getting paid for July. And it's like, oh, that doesn't. And then we get into <laughs> October. We've had two really good months. And now we're just kind of getting paid for that ramp up month in in August. And then when we hit October, no, no, I'm sorry. Then when we hit November, we're like, oh, that's where the money just came yep. from. Because September is when hey. our season starts and everything really skyrockets. You, you'll, you'll just be really happy when January, February, March rolls around. And it's like, right. you, you're, you're scaling down. And it's like, and oh, giant checks keep coming in. Huh, exactly. Cool. Exactly. And then, you know. February or like April and May. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> so yeah. And I mean, it, it shouldn't be that much of a drop off. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, no, no, it, no, it shouldn't be that much of a drop off because the other thing for my show that I've noticed a little behind the scenes on my show uh-huh. might be different from others is we'll skyrocket through August and September. And then it sort of levels off through the season. Sure. And then when we get into the off season, it, it, it dips, but not a ton. And then the next year it skyrockets again. So we we're continually up yeah. and to the right. We you've, just don't. You've been growing year after year. That's we that's have, something that yeah. helps. Yeah, that's that's been helpful. And you know, there's a reason lots of people are getting into the game now. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense. Well, Brent, I think that just about covers everything I was hoping to cover. So the question is, did I miss anything? Is there any other? advice or any other notes or warnings that you want to give the people about their uh, out, out there about podcast networks it, yeah i i would say one thing just realize they're not permanent like if you get into it you're in it for a year finish out the year and then leave if you don't like it you know uh, you, you understand you're going to be in the contract for a year or whatever or six months whatever the length of your term is but it's not permanent so it, it's not going to hurt you to try it and if, if you get in there and you decide, man, this is just, it's just adding too much. I'm not getting enough back in to compensate how much I'm actually spending an extra editing time or, you know, the upheaval it's had or, or whatever it's changed, you know, fundamentally, then, then, then finish your contract and then be done. You know, it, it's, it's really easy to do that. But, um, the other thing that I would say is this treat podcast network, like you do car insurance. Now, I don't know about people out there. But for me, about once a year, I start shopping my car insurance just to see if there's a better price out there. Okay. Like I just, you know, I call up State Farm and Allstate and say, hey, what are you guys offering me this year? And if it's better than what I'm getting right now, then I'm going to move over to them. If it's not, then I stay right where I am. So interesting. I think I would say I think you're in the minority of people who do that, though. You think so? I I, I really do. <laughs> I, I see that because people like get their interest. They just let's not spool with it. I've got it set. Let's just just keep going. But no, I I do. I shop it. I shop it about once a year, and I've I haven't changed it that often. I really haven't. Sure. You know. So um uh yeah that that's all I would say. Just keep your ear out to the ground with the various networks that are out there, and if you decide you want to make a move, then then make a move. It's not that big of a deal. Perfect. Well, with that being said. Brent, if you want to let the people know where they can find you and where they can find your podcast, whatever you're up to, whatever you want to share, the floor is yours. Yeah. If you guys want to find me, you find me at the Pewtercast or at beam me up pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all those places. The two podcasts that I currently run are the Pewtercast. That one is about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and beam me up podcast. A Star Trek podcast is all about Star Trek taking 
a guy through the pot through the the star trek universe one episode at a time for the most important episodes and that one's really fun that's that's sort of my uh my my side project that i'm having a super ton of fun with and you guys out there might hear a familiar voice on that particular uh show and if you want me personally it's at brent allen live across all the social media beautiful that's all we have for today then thank you once again brent for joining me on the show and i'm sure we'll have you back another time so until then uh have a good day thanks matt look forward to the next time if you're starting a podcast soon you're going to need a podcast hosting company for that there's only one company i recommend buzzsprout buzzsprout has a clean user-friendly interface their system is set up to walk you through every step of the process you need to set up your podcast but if you ever get stuck I'm more than happy to help you out. Buzzsprout also has the best customer service I've ever experienced. So even if I'm unable to help, rest assured that your problem will be handled. You can try Buzzsprout free for 90 days to see what it's all about by using my affiliate link. Just go to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. That's thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout. If you use that link and choose to upgrade to a paid plan, Buzzsprout will even send you a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid month. It's a win for everybody. Let me know if you have any questions, but head on over to thepodcastersguild.com slash buzzsprout today, and I can't wait to see what you create.